I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Woo, 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 woo. Yo, yo. No mace. Andy Kamenetsky in the house. John is back, of course. Um, I have an update on the pool, John. Okay. Oh, did they agree? No, but. All right, so what, people don't know what we're talking about. Travis is one of three people left in a survivor pool okay. that I'm in every year. I, I roped Travis into it a few years ago. Um, the best I've ever done was I made it to the final two, and once you make it to the final four, the the guy who runs the pool gives you the option to split the profits. In other sure. words, you could chop it. Yeah. And uh, so the guy calls me that I'm competing against goes, hey, let's chop it. We're down to the final two. We can get a nice little check out of this. I said, nope. I wow. got the Rams. And they're a 17 and a half point favorite at home against the Jets. And you've already used the Rams. I'm riding with the Rams. Right. You got a chance to win. Jets upset the Rams. I lost it all. <laughs> wow. So, Trav, I've been coaching him. And Trav is in the final three. And they've been the final three for how many weeks? Five. And every week, Trav- wow. Travis offers to chop, to split. And every week, somebody else, you never know who, but everybody has to mutually agree to yeah, split. It's like a poker table. You're going chopping right. Yeah. And so to this point, and, and Clinton, as a kind of addendum to all this, all three of them lost last week. So they're all still alive only because oh, really? all we three all, of them lost. We'd had six, maybe it's five, five weeks in a row where we, the last three, we kept picking winners. All of us, winner, 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 winner. Okay. Winner. Last week, somebody had the Raiders on Thursday night. So they're like, okay, they're done. I lose in the early window last Sunday with Tennessee. They okay. get smoked by Jacksonville. And, and mentally, you've prepared. You've you made out. it far. You're out. Right. Yeah. So, and now the last guy has the Seahawks against Carolina. Carolina pulls the upset in Seattle, and we're all okay. Out. So, what's the update? So, the pool administrator says, um, "You're splitting." He goes, the, the, there's a rule that once you're past a certain point, if everybody loses on the final day, it's an automatic split. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. So apparently, it is. If That's everybody, not bad. everybody loses with four or more people left, yeah. then you're back in. Okay. But if once you get to four or fewer, if everybody loses on the same day, it's an automatic split. So okay, so it's over, I, and it's you over, get a third of it. I get a third of the pot. There you go. And How now about I have that? a very, maybe a cup, maybe three very nice dinners coming my way. There you way, go. Love it. See of this uh, this pool. I didn't yeah. have to pick a terrible football team to do it. Yeah, that love it. It's a good deal. So I was wondering if you're going to have to strategize this, like looking at the, re- the remaining teams that the other two guys could use. And then say, all right, this guy's got me pretty good. Offer this one person like a 40, 30, 30. Like ah. try to up their percentage. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still I guess come you out could. Yeah. yeah oh, theoretically. That, that's absolutely. You, yeah. if, if this rule wasn't in place, I would be immediately looking at the other two people there. I was a wimp. I was looking to split for the second it was available to me. <laughs> I was looking to get out of it. Um, what did we talk about today? We Let's get to the most important question of the day. And snakes. Which is, what is your stance on iguanas and snakes as house pets? As a I'm going to a pet portrait owner. party tonight mm-hmm. at my building. We're presumably right, it will explain be what a pet portrait <laughs> party is. People bring their pets to take portraits, okay. and there is a party so around the pets, said event. The pets will be at the, the set event. The pets will be at said event. <laughs> okay. so, are they realistic 
portraits or are they like the cartoon caricatures? No, no, no. Like I'm presuming these will be photographs. Like I'm, I'm there's some guy on an you easel don't have, with an easel that I'm not going. Painting landscapes. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting out of there immediately. If there are snakes and iguanas at said event and they're out of cages, I'm out. You're out. So you're not a cage. You're not. You're not no. a reptile guy. No. 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 Wait, where are you on reptiles? Totally again? good with it. Really? So, yeah. like, if you were dating a girl and took her and she went back to her house and she had multiple iguanas in a terrarium <laughs> in the bedroom, you'd be fine with that. Not only would I, <laughs> I have. <laughs> uh, years, years, years ago, uh, before I was married, obviously. Right. I hope I have to say obviously, but <laughs> obviously nonetheless. Um, there was a girl that I dated who was both a hardcore vegan and an animal activist. And she had uh, a few different pets, uh, a couple of whom <laughs> a menagerie, if you will, uh, were iguanas. And I remember one time it was actually really funny. She, I, I said something. I don't even remember what it was, but something that bothered her about animals. And I'm actually a big time animal guy. I've got pets of my own. Always have. But it upset her, and she started like lecturing about animal cruelty and like animal captivity and safety and all this stuff. And I said. Like I gotta be honest, those iguanas. I don't think they're native to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they're out of their natural habitat <laughs> over on like Bronson Avenue. <laughs> I think I think snakes are a little somehow snakes are somehow less weird to me than iguanas. I, I don't really know why. Once you've left the lane of dog and cat, <laughs> you've, you've you've strayed into a whole nother place where you're letting me know something about you that if you told me I had a dog, I still don't know a lot about you. You tell me you have a cat, I still don't know. You tell me you got a snake, I got a pretty good right. idea on what you're into. I mean, Dwight, think, Dwight Howard. 20 snakes. They're perfect. Really? Yeah. That, and that tracks, right? Yeah. Does yes, that it not does. track? There's perfectly? a non-zero chance I see a snake tonight at this party. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at here. I'm not sure how to kind of prepare myself for this because like what do you, I mean, I I have a suggestion. What's that? Don't f and go. I'm going, bro. It's in my building. A you pet would party. 180 and just walk out. I'm not. No. Not even walk in. Not, I, I wouldn't even have to Let's do the 180. I'm out off. I'm out off the. In, as soon as he said pet portrait party, I'm out. The three P's. I'm out. I'm actually looking forward to this. This like, is a, this is a distinct, uh, very clear. Based on your age, Clinton, how old are you? I'm 41. All right, I'm 59. You're, There's the you're way out. Yeah, I'm that. way past yeah. doing things right. I want to do. You it's also in my building. Yeah, you don't have any pets, right? No, I do not. So this, this is also this is another. Question. We came up with a solution. Is this creepy for me no, to go no, to this? This is honestly, this is like a rom com. Thank you. Setup. Thank you. I'm like, looking yeah, forward you, to this. If you get a date out of this, I, I that there will makes be it all worth it. Here's yeah. what you need to do. You need to play yourself up as animal tentative, animal nervous, that sort of thing. So some nice lady offers lie. to- but With her bow constrictor? Like <laughs> offers to usher you through this thing together. No, that's not what we're doing at all. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hopefully show up and wow everybody with what I was thinking were going to be some sort of party treats, but I don't know how that's going to go. I'm going to see Mike Tyson at a dispensary after this, and I thought about They'll have some bringing. sort of- Are you serious? Yes, I'm 100% going he to makes, He makes a lot of- Well, this is what I'm saying. I might find something at said There'll place- There'll be something there. They yeah, have that stuff I can for bring dogs back at for the, for the And the Tyson US. makes a lot of money yeah. off of dispensaries yeah. now, doesn't he? Yeah, He's yeah, like investing in it as a business. That's how he makes money. I think we we got a lot going on We're not sure, but he has a new like edible that's in the shape of an ear. 
Yeah, I've heard about this. I'll be staying away from those. I don't no, no, I any... want a pack. I'm telling oh, you. You will... actually want one of those? Yes. Okay. I absolutely do. It's definitely okay. not the Indica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Okay, I will, I will put that on the shopping list. I will get that to you. My second question for you guys is this, because everybody apparently thinks I'm weird because I like watching people clean things on TikTok. Like... Power, wa- power washing, <laughs> all that it. sort of stuff. You never seen anybody. You ne- you're not familiar with this. You're way off TikTok, Ireland. But this is another example, John, of how you and I have very similar ideas on what is a good time and what yeah. is not. This- what do you mean you like <laughs> watching people clean? So let's stuff. say, for example, right. there will be like an old warehouse that whatever they used to do there is whatever. Some guy will come in with his power washer and just power wash that bad boy in time lapse until it's clean. It is. Incredibly satisfying. AK, please back me up on this. I got to be honest, as, <laughs> as a married man who often has to hear about how the house isn't clean enough, I, I can't find any pleasure in my free time watching other stuff get clean. Okay. For so the first time maybe all year. I'm seriously thinking about moving to Canada. <laughs> what the f, man? Oh, it's a huge part of it. It's a huge. It's called clean TikTok. And it's like a big. It's like a big I, part I, of it. I'm going to put you on yeah. on blast here just a little bit. The one that he just described about doing the warehouse is actually better than the one he opened with with me, which was he liked to watch people clean their gutters. Oh yeah, that people go- blast <laughs> power washing out their gutters that they've been. Pl- Stop <laughs> it. Uh, this is uh, you act like I'm making this up. This is a huge part of TikTok. No, it's I don't think you're making time. up. I think yeah. it is in almost indescribable. These people, waste are of your massive, time. these people are massively popular, too. It is, You'd be surprised. It is astounding oh, there, how much audience, of a waste of time that is. There's an audience on social media for watching Anything. people do blank. Yeah. yeah. Like, there are people who make millions of dollars because kids will watch them take toys out of yeah. boxes oh, yeah. and play with toys. And they're millionaires. Eat a Chipotle burrito in eight seconds. That's mm-hmm. my kid. Dad, you got to see this guy. Like, I really didn't need to see that. <laughs> I, I, I did not. I don't care how fast he eats it. I care what's in it. My house. I care where I got it from. I watch other people clean their houses. So I got I enough feel... chores in my life. I don't want to watch you do yours. Yeah. I, I, what? Uh, why would I want to watch somebody clean something? Yeah. I, I, there's just. Come this, on. It'll lose You watch me. the Lakers every day. All right. We've all spent some time doing things. Yeah, but they pay things. me to do that. <laughs> they pay me to do. That's a good point. Yeah. They don't pay you to watch. The, the no, they TikTok they power washer clean BS. Clean talk <laughs> is the term that Emily gave us for that. Clean Ugh. talk. That's what right. it's called. Um, you, you you guys know my relationship with my neighbors, right? Oh, Which not is again. Not kind of not. Not you negative. Didn't, you, it's didn't, not, you didn't insult another neighbor, did you? I haven't done it yet, but I okay. have. I have this this thing that <laughs> I want calendar, to do. Another neighbor. No. Yeah. So uh, they, they, oh, I know he won't even talk to his neighbors. It's <laughs> I, like I, I'm I, familiar with his relationship. I, I'm horrified for Susan that <laughs> she lives with this man. Go ahead. Directly across the street, two, two houses to the left. We have. They moved in a few months ago. Okay. I don't know them other than to wave at them as my neighbors. You haven't okay. walked over and introduced yourself. Welcome to the neighborhood. No, nor have they knocked over okay. to me, which I think I kind of like them, that they're minding yeah. their own business. They have a little kid, mm-hmm. two or three years old. Um, they put up a Christmas decoration, and it's the only Christmas decoration they have in their house. It's one of those inflatables, and it's elf it's not an elf it's will ferrell as elf <laughs> okay right? inflatable life-size about six feet tall okay i love it i think it's really funny it's very unique and right i've never seen that before 
I think it would be kind of funny if I just moved it into the front of my house. I'm not going to steal it. I'm not going right. to hide or anything. But I don't know these people at all. I That's don't know if they stealing, would take bro. It. No, it, it, it would very clearly have been me because I'm just moving it to the oh, other side of the street. Yeah, right. And but I don't know these people at all, and I don't yeah, know if they would think that's funny. It's or not. back to the whole thing when we had the wheel of questions earlier in the week. You guys, Clinton and Andy, weren't here. But yeah. um, <laughs> I, I can't do it, can I? I don't think you can. I here, oh, Clinton. I'll just throw this at you. All right. So right now at one oh nine. Okay. I give you a bucket of water, regular size bucket of water. All right. I'll give you a thousand dollars. If you walk into Sam Pines' office, you can't preface it with anything. You can't warn him. You can't do anything. $1,000 to walk in, dump the bucket of water on his head, Okay, okay, whatever he's doing, and then you can't say anything for 60 seconds. (laughs) After the 60 seconds are over, you can apologize profusely. You can give him half the money. (laughs) Five Gs I'd do it for. For a thousand? Five. So a thousand. If you produced five thousand cash dollars, I would do it right right now. Now here's the interesting thing. If I make the exact same bet, exact same challenge with Travis, do you even hesitate? Maybe because Trav could punch me, and (laughs) that might not go so well. (laughs) But this is strictly based on the size of the human being that this gag is going for. I could do it to you, and then as soon as I did, even though I couldn't say anything, I would just go. I, 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 I'm not allowed to speak, but I would, I would put in my hand like, wait, wait. And I'd look at my watch. Wait, wait. And you'd be like, what? I'm telling you were at charades, Travis. <laughs> what the first wait, word? <laughs> wait, right, right, wait, 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 wait. And then boom, as soon as that clock hits 60, I hand you 500 bucks. That is, You would go, okay, what the what, hell what just happened? happened? And yeah. I would, I, I, then I could explain it all. That's fair. But you're right. The original instinct, particularly if you do it to a big guy. Yeah. Like I went, we, we did this to, I offered this up to the back of the plane. I said, anybody who would do it to Stu Lance. Wow. Okay. okay. Who's like, who's the best dressed guy on the yeah. plane, seasoned veteran, elite. And so Stu comes back and Stu likes me. And I said, all right, if I did that, and the second that clock hit 60 seconds, I handed you 500 bucks. Stu said, I'm going to need the whole thousand. I was going to say, that's his numbers are too low, bro. Like, that's that's what I was getting. I'm like, if you up Andy, this if all I, by a factor if I of five, I'd take it. To you, like, like today at 1.30, I walk in, dump a whole bucket of water in your head, and don't say a word for 60 seconds. What's your reaction? It's probably going to take me about 60 seconds to process what the <laughs> yeah, hell just happened in the first place. Good point. And then, but I think if 60 seconds later, I handed you $500. I would go, all right, I'm so sorry. I feel terrible, but I figured, end of the day, you'd want the 500 bucks. That is true. Here is a towel. Here is my profound apologies. <laughs> Do I get to keep the towel? Yeah, sure. Why <laughs> I was going to say, my dignity is worth a little bit more than 500 bucks. After 60 bucks. seconds. Okay, is this public or private? What do you mean? Like, is this like a bit that's all of a sudden transmitted yeah, it was out? Just a, I made it up for Wheel of Questions. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, are others the results? Or is yeah. this He's doing it to you in us. that chair a half an hour from right now. Right. No, private. In private. that, in private. that private. context. Yeah, public's going to cost you more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is going to be a bit Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, you can... How about if I asked you to do it to a stranger? Does that make it easier or harder? 100% harder. easier for me. I think it's harder, too. Harder. I'm with harder. Yeah, because you, you don't know, know if the... Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Because here's what you're saying. You don't know if the stranger's coming what, for you. What you well, said no. about... You have a pretty good... I wouldn't punch you. 
You know right. I wouldn't yeah, punch that, you. You wouldn't punch me. You, you know I but wouldn't. But I meant in general. I, I wouldn't look at you like, you're out of your damn mind, <laughs> but I wouldn't strike you. I wouldn't commit violence <laughs> on you. Strike you. But strike first, strike a, hard. A stranger might. A stranger might. A stranger <laughs> might. Or pull out a piece on a leg. Or pull out a knife and say, that's how I roll. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Maybe at LA Live. I don't know about general pop in LA. I'm thinking this is an icebreaker. I could steal their elf. Uh, yeah, I think it's the same thing. I think it, it, the, the guy comes for his elf. You don't know if he's packing. <laughs> that's the you don't know if he's got a knife. That's the issue. Honestly, you don't know. Travis, you lose either way. Because if this guy gets now, mad, you're either dealing with the lawsuit, the knife, the whatever. Trav, I know everybody on my street really well. I could do it. But you, if you don't know this guy at all, you can't the, do here's it. Here's the other problem. You either get him mad or you got to keep he's cool with it. I yeah. made a and friend. He likes you. and You made a friend, <laughs> yeah. which you don't that's want. That's right. actually and the worst outcome. <laughs> and you got to <laughs> right. And you got to keep the elf. Yeah. That's no, the worst I case scenario. I just want to have it for you a don't day want or two. It. Right. Exactly. Just a day or two. Mason and I are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah! Ah! Guess what? Ah! Hey, hey, Jorge's here. Bergman's here. Andy's here. Mason in Ireland begins. And by the way, Morales must not have listened. We, we went deep on Sedano wearing a specific turtleneck uh, for the Lakers-Milwaukee A game. red one. Yeah. And I saw both. That. I, Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong. Both Ramona and Amanda didn't like it. It was too too much. We like more of the mock neck. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought, I, I thought but it was yes, good. Clearly, Chris did not listen to that whole segment. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Chris must have a lot on his plate because I haven't seen him. No, like, he's just pretending he has a lot on his plate. He's actually golfing. Uh, he's well, doing a lot of golfing. Well, that's me. I can't make fun of him for that. But the uh, I, I just I, I think he's he's. Uh, he, he comes in, listens for five minutes, and says, oh, there's a bit. I'll go do that. Oh, he, he bit hunts. Yes. That's he what did, he listens he, he for. He does. That's a very good way of Call him that. the bit hunter? Yeah, he the, is the he, bit hunter. He is the bit hunter. I like that. Um, all right. So a uh, lot to get to today, but here's Andy where I want to start, because um, explain your, if, if, and I'll let you answer this any way you want. You have a history of dealing directly with laker fans yes i do when you did the um when you were you and your brother on the la times mm-hmm. you covered the lakers regularly now you do the locked on lakers podcast five days right? a week anywhere you can find podcasts john there's also a youtube component as well people should subscribe to and uh 
you're, you're also working for my buddy David Locke, who has my job with the Utah Jazz and has created a whole Locked On podcast network. Hey, aren't you the guy who does the Lakers dance party hoedown on your phone? No, that's Bergman. <laughs> but Andy... <laughs> it's and, Andy now. It's not me anymore. It's it, Andy. It's not... Uh, they're not doing the hoedown. They, they have a professionally produced show. You were like sitting in your closet. But is this not now the Lakers dance party hoedown on your phone? It's not done on the phone. Like, I mean, there's more of a production. <laughs> yeah, you basically, Bergman, had no budget. Oh, Andy no, there was what budget. It was me. Andy okay, and here's Brian the have some type of a professional presentation. We, we, were pay- we are paid to do this. I was right. not. Yeah, I, that's the difference. Yes, it's a hoedown when it's unpaid. Now, back when you were doing the pan, <laughs> you were doing the what'd you call the pandemic show that the I late did night for happy my jacuzzi, hour. Yeah. the late night happy hour. Yeah, now that was the late party dance hoedown, which on also your phone. we were paid to do. Okay, um, by the way, was I the only one ever to do it from outdoors? Uh... I think so. I believe so. Ramona one time did it on a Stairmaster. Right. And I did it with my an jacuzzi, elliptical. and I couldn't get the framing right. My dog was in it half the time, and it yeah. was, but it was fine. It was, no, it was fine, man. Um, it was right. a bit. So, so here's where I want to start. You deal with Laker fans and Laker topics daily. Mm-hmm. I obviously deal with them daily because I call the games on the radio. Um, I read this article in the Orange County Register, and the headline on the article basically suggests that the Lakers front office owes LeBron James and Anthony Davis a trade. They have to get them some help. LeBron and AD are doing all of the heavy lifting. Um, they cannot, the, the gist of this article was, they cannot sit there as a front office and let LeBron and AD's season go down the drain without at least attempting to tweak the roster. Now, how they tweak the roster, we can get into also. But I want to start with, do you agree with that basic premise that it would be, for lack of a better term, front office malpractice if they do nothing? I think I think it would be too far to say it's malpractice if they do nothing under any circumstances whatsoever because making a bad trade for the sake of performatively trading that's how front offices that make mistakes get into even worse problems. Right. I mean, the overarching reason they are in this situation is the Russell Westbrook mistake. Right. They made that mistake last year, and it was a big-time dice roll that obviously had a lot of risks, and LeBron wanted to do it. Anthony Davis wanted to do it. I loved it when they did it. I I thought it would work. Uh, You were alone. Yeah. (laughs) You were very Very alone on that one. Very much so. But like the risks of why it couldn't work, even for somebody like you who liked it, the reasons were obvious. They rolled the dice last year, gave up half of their supporting cast to do it, created luxury tax issues that led to not retaining Alex Caruso, like Mm -hmm. all, all that different stuff. They are in this position now because of that mistake. They cannot compound it by making a trade for the sake of doing it, for the sake of optics, that doesn't really make them any better and just puts them in a worse position. Okay, let me let me attack both those points. Uh, first one, should they make a trade? I, I believe they should, and I believe they're going to. I, don't I think, think they will, too. I don't think Rob is going to sit there idly by. I don't know if it's a big trade or a little trade. I don't know what they will do. I, here's where I disagree with, with what you just laid out. Um. Just because you blew the last trade shouldn't make you gun-shy to do the next trade. Sure. Um, I I am in agreement with this article. I think that 
the Lakers are close. All right, they're not. I'm. I, I don't know who's coming out of the West. The West is weird. The West is. I, weird. I've been picking the Warriors, and they're like two and they're only on four the road. games right now outside of a, a six seed. Right, but could I not argue that if they had one more piece? Like my, I was having this conversation with you in the bullpen. Um, I personally think one one thing they need to tackle is the other team scores way more points from three than they do. The other night in the Boston loss. The Celtics were plus 33 from three. They made 11 more threes than the Lakers did. When the Lakers lose, that's pretty consistent um, that the other team... So there's only two ways you can fix that. You can go out and get a three-point shooter yourself and and close that gap a little bit. Or you could tweak your defense to guard the three-point line a little more than you do. They're not terrible at it, but they're not good at it either. Um, the Lakers have made the fewest amount of threes in the NBA this year. They're dead last, 30th. I think they've made 268 threes. They are far worse at defend, at making threes and defending it. They're in top 10 in the league in defending threes. Right. But because they don't make any, or make the fewest amount, to be honest, um, that disparity exists. In other words, like even on a night, the other night the Celtics made 18 threes. And I think the Lakers made seven. If you could get that seven... Up to 10, yeah. 11, you win the game. Yeah. You win the game in Philly. Absolutely. You win the game against Boston. You know, So you can pick how you want to do that. You can go out and get a great on-the-ball defender, somebody who can deal with – like somebody uh, – Ramona was in here yesterday, and she said, Matisse Thibel is out there and available. He's going to make it worse from three. <laughs> oh, how about this, though? Second team all defense. So yeah. that's one way you could tackle it and maybe not have to give up a pick. Uh, the other way you could do it is you go out and you get – Boyan Bogdanovich, who is a knockdown through. You get yep. Buddy Heald, who is a knockdown through. Yep. Anything you can do, Andy, to close that gap, I think makes you a better team. Now, is there a move out there that makes them the favorite or makes them an immediate contender to win it? I would argue no. There isn't one. Okay, so if we both accept that premise, I think not making a move is stupid because you got to get a little better. I don't. There isn't a move that you can make okay, your team the this favorite is what's in, right now. This is what's interesting about that. What you bring up because I agree with you, and that wouldn't necessarily keep me from making a move. I wonder though how much it will keep them from making a move because they have this. We only compete for championships ethos, and while that can be really galvanizing for fans, I think it sometimes traps them where they feel like. All we ever can do is try to swing big, swing big. Yeah. And it prevents them, I think, from really building rosters like they had a more complete balanced roster pre Westbrook. You're not wrong. They are very top heavy because they go for the big stars. Like so you look at LeBron, AD and Westbrook, they they've got what is it? Like 80% of the salary cap and then they, you know, everybody else is maybe maybe higher than 80%. Um but it is the world they live in now. And so if you're only going to have LeBron for two – LeBron and AD the other night were great. They're both great. I mean, I know they both – LeBron jacked up too many threes at the end, so did Russ. AD missed the free throws at the end. But without LeBron and AD, the comeback never happens. They're sure. never in it. Didn't you have the feeling that if that was the first game of a seven-game series, that the series would be competitive? It would – I mean, the that looked like a heavyweight fight between two fairly – Competitive it looked, it looked like it for a while. The problem is, though, I like I agree with you that they are better than their record. The problem is, though, they consistently cannot close. And more specifically, 
LeBron has not been good in fourth quarters for the season as a whole. He was good against Boston, but on the whole, he has not been good in fourth quarters. Like, this isn't the LeBron of the bubble championship year, much less Cleveland or Miami. All right, so the Nuggets are coming in here Friday. I want to ask you a question about the Nuggets. Our phone lines are open, uh, and Bergman's in a great mood because he's out of here tomorrow. He's not, <laughs> he's not working tomorrow. That's is, right, I am. He is wearing, and this this is stunning to me, and maybe somebody can, because Greg and I don't know the answer to it. He lost a bet to DeMarco. Bergman and I are Raider fans, so he bet DeMarco on the Ram Raider game last week. So he's paying off the bet today. He has to wear one of DeMarco's old jerseys, which frankly looks like a dress on Greg. It doesn't look bad. It just looks big. It's just gigantic. I'm swimming. Um, But Andy, how in the world did DeMarco get away with wearing number 75? Isn't that Deacon Jones's number? Okay, I'm looking right now. It is currently retired. My guess is they had not retired it by the time DeMarco played. Oh, so he, you know what? DeMarco gets the Jim Jackson Award. You yes. know what that is? Yeah, he wore uh, number 24 with Last the Last guy to wear number 24 yep. before Kobe co-opted yep. it. Yep. So that's the answer, Greg. Deacon Jones, they just didn't retire it soon enough, and DeMarco jumped on it, which is kind of cool for DeMarco because he's going to be the last guy ever to wear something. Yeah, that's my guess because DeMarco was an undrafted free agent. I doubt it was one of his conditions to play for the Rams. you got to unretire 75 to get me, baby. Yeah, so uh, Greg's here. And- oh, yeah, so de- September 27, 2009 is when they retired number 75. 75. Yeah, so there's that the was, answer. Yep. Okay, so Greg's here, and he'll answer your phone calls, and we'll let you end the show if you have something to say. 877-710-ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, thank you, Chris. All right, Andy. The challenge is Jorge's going to play Christmas music all day. We have to identify the artist. Who is this? Oh, wait. I know this. Hold on. Is this Bing Crosby? That was a very good guess. It does sound like him. Oh, I know who it is. It's Dean Martin. Yes, Dean Martin. They're very good, Andy. We'll give you a second guess win there. It's a mulligan. I mean, look, as the Jewish guy, I I believe I deserve two guesses with (laughs) Christmas music. There you go. I was not raised on this stuff. um, Do you guys celebrate both? Yes, because my wife is Christian. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, Greg, you used to, when you were married, celebrate both, right? Yep, celebrated both. Do you still? Does Mm -hmm. Riley, do you do Christmas and Hanukkah or no? I only do Hanukkah with Riley, but she goes to her her mom's. Does her mom do Christmas? Yep, does Christmas. That's that's good. Our, Our place right now, our house is just... 
ceiling to floor christmas stuff it, it's outside yeah, my, my, too, my wife loves to do it yeah my uh, my wife had a big christmas party for all her tennis friends last friday and it looks Ooh, like the christmas girls christmas exploded in the ireland household i i, I and, and i'm gone for the whole month of december so more power to them all right so here's a here's a just kind of a weird theoretical question so the nuggets play the lakers here on friday mm-hmm. the lakers actually beat the nuggets earlier this year here it was one of their rare wins um, the they lost to the Nuggets in Denver, but the Nuggets are good. Um, Denver may have played their best game of the year last night. They scored ninety eight points in the paint. Now I I don't think I've even heard of that before. Ninety eight points in the paint. <laughs> Wait a minute, that that just hit me. What you just said? What ninety eight points in the paint? Yeah. That's insane. There I know. are teams sometimes that score 98 points. Right. And there are teams that sometimes have less than 20 points in the paint. Like wow. Golden State bombs from long distance. And, you know, 98 points in the paint is ridiculous. Um, Nikola Jokic had a season high 43 points, 14 rebounds, and eight assists. So here's my question Is it a good thing or a bad thing that Denver is coming off of that game going into Friday night at crypto? The Lakers are their next opponent. And so a team just went, everything went right. So you're catching them while they're hot. Or do you look at it as there's no way that's ever going to happen again. We're getting them at a perfect time. I think it's more of a bad thing because it means they're playing well. Because mm-hmm. even if that that's not going to happen again, let's say you cut it down in half and they score it's half of ni- uh, 98 uh, 49 points in the paint. That's still really good. Yeah, f- that's true. 49 points in the paint would be a lot. That would be a lot. So I tend to think it's n- it's never good to catch a team that's able to do something like that. Never um, good. All right, so they're coming in Friday. And in the meantime, we asked the question a minute ago, do the Lakers owe it to LeBron James and Anthony Davis to make some type of a trade? Go get no matter what it costs, Okay. Go get Boyan. Apparently, everybody's insisting, Andy, on the two number one picks. I think at some point you have to. You you've got to trade them. You've got now. You are not as convinced that you have well, to. Well, look, I'm not going to make a bad trade for the sake of doing it. Two first round picks for Boyan Bogdanovich is a bad trade. Sure, it is. That's worth. That is more than he's worth. Right, but if. If that's a going price to do a deal, like I don't think it, I don't think it makes you better enough to be worth two okay, firsts. If everybody says I'll do it, no. So whatever trades are out there, I mean, there's a trade out there for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. There's a trade out there for Bogdanovich. You know, the rumor Kyle Kuzma could be, yeah. you know, out there and available. Um, we could get Kuz back. I think you've got to bring some type of help in. Um, would you really, if if the asking price? is both number ones, and you and I agreed that that's an overpay. I'm okay with the overpay because LeBron and AD aren't going to be here together forever. You're not. No. It's not going to make you better enough to be worth doing. No, wait, wait. There, you did it again. There is no trade that makes them better enough, right? No, I'm not, no, you're I'm not going to get equal value. You're, you're negotiating from a point of weakness. I'm not talking about good enough to win a championship. I'm saying good enough that it is worth that it's worth taking your one shot because in terms of totally controlled assets right now, you know, the Lakers have other first-round picks coming up, but they're either pick swaps, they're stuff like that, so they can't fully control them. They have these two first-round picks, 27-29, that they fully control, which means you have to use them extremely well, whether you're looking to try to improve the team this season, next season, 
Maybe a combination of both if you get lucky, whatever. But you have to treat this as a one-shot deal. I think they are. That's why I don't think two firsts, basically using it all on Boyan Bogdanovich, I don't think that's going to make you better enough. Forget contending. Can I, can I give you the other side of that argument? What? Okay. I see your point that they only have one shot at this. That that's their tradable assets. Right. I get that concept. That once you move those picks, you really you you've limited your mobility to almost zero. Mm-hmm. But they only gonna have LeBron for two more years. I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. That's not but a compelling argument. They to care. Me. They they need to run the organization the best way to run the organization. It's when, to not when, get him help? When LeBron signed up, man, when he extended, he knew this team wasn't a contender. Come on. If LeBron cared first and foremost about championships, he does not extend this offseason. He doesn't do it. Because the Lakers were not in the position to make that a really realistic thing. Okay, let's see uh, what you guys think. Here's David in San Pedro. Hey, David, do the Lakers owe it to LeBron and AD to make a trade? Uh Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm tired of hearing the phrase that we need shooters and then by design all of us having to talk about the fact that they need shooters. Um, <laughs> but I think I think one thing we need to keep in mind is that we need to be careful because if we all remember the Mozgov dang trade, the last thing I think we need to know or do is make some sort of deal for the sake of a deal that then puts us in a hard design or hard spot once LeBron is gone or if something happens to AD injury-wise and that's it for him and then he has no value later on. So those are my issues with the Lakers. The last thing, and I just wanted to say this because I've didn't. i been trying all week to say something about the Zion dunking late yeah. against the Suns thing. Yeah. Uh, in 97, I was like 11 years old. I got to go sit courtside at the Forum and see Shaq play and the opposing team late in the fourth made a run. And the Lakers shut him down, but the last play that Shaq had before they took him out with, like, two minutes left was this late, two-handed, crazy, tomahawk behind the head jam. And all I remember about that day is going to the game, getting on the Jumbotron with my cousin because we put, like, balloon animal uh, things on our heads and (laughs) getting on the Jumbotron. Right. And then Shaq, Shaq dunking that, landing on the ground. I remember feeling it in my face friggin' soul when he hit the ground, looking at me and my cousin, pointing at us, going, ooh, like Shaq does, and then running up the court, the other team timed uh, out, and he cool. left yeah. the game. David, I'm but, glad, I'm glad but, you brought it up. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I can't say this enough, and I could talk about this subject until I'm blue in the face. Unwritten rules are stupid. Unwritten yep. rules are unwritten for a reason. Yup. To criticize yep. Zion Williamson for doing a circus dunk at the end of a game yep. in New Orleans in front of yeah, those there's fans. There's a 10-year-old kid. There's um, a 10-year-old kid in that stand who will Phoenix, remember that forever. Phoenix is a bunch of crybaby losers Absolutely. for making an issue out of Absolutely. this. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, sh- if you don't like it, stop them. But look. It'd be one thing if you're talking about a bunch of, you said, 10-year-olds. Yeah. If it's a bunch of 10-year-olds playing, fine. You don't want to be hurting the feelings of little kids. These are professionals. Please. Absolutely. Uh, John in downtown L.A. Hey, John, do the Lakers owe it to LeBron and AD to make a trade? Yes, they do. One thing I haven't heard you talk about is they run out of gas. They can't shoot and they run out of gas. How do you make the trade and keep some kind of depth so the three points can sink and they can have energy at the end of the game 
Yeah, it's fair. I and I don't know. Thanks for the phone call. I don't know if Andy. I don't know if Darvin could have taken LeBron and AD out of that game. It was such a tight game. They they were the catalyst to the to the giant comeback. Maybe when they went up by thirteen, he should have tried to get them a blow. Here's what, what I do think, you think about that. I don't have an issue with them playing the whole time. I think Darvin should have taken timeouts to get them rest. Well, he used them all. He used all his timeouts. So. I, I I if if memory serves in terms of the timing of the timeouts, I think there were opportunities to get them a little bit of rest. Yeah, I don't blame him for keeping them in. I don't. Yeah. I there there were mistakes. I think Darvin has made over this season or made in that game, but the way he used LeBron and AD in that game, as far as the minutes, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, all right, coming up next, Wheel of Questions, and there is a new TV show debuting next week that is perfect for Greg Bergman. <laughs> I, I don't know, know if so. he'll agree with that, but I will throw it at him next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The, the wheel spun. Spin it okay. again, Jorge, please. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. All right. So this comes... Um, from Amanda, she asked a question that one of her friends asked her. They were kicking around, and um, it's a good question. I don't know the answer. You're on a first date or a second date, you know, early in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You're attracted to the other person. You decide you want to kiss him. Do you ask first? Do you say to the, in your case, to the girl, in Amanda's case, to the guy, um, Hey, I really want to kiss you. How do you feel about feel about? Do you do you announce your intentions? No, and I understand why the question is complicated in terms of the idea of consent and boundaries and all that sort of stuff. But it makes such an awkward vibe, and and I feel like it kills the impending romance in a lot of ways. Like it's one of those things where I think you have to be respectful. But read the room, because I, I I would hate to think about the first time kissing with the permission structure involved, and like the you know the formal ask, that ju- that just feels really really, again awkward and strange to me. I get why you would ask the question at all, but no, I I don't like the idea of asking. Amanda, answer your own question. What do you think here? Okay, so for me personally, I would not want a guy to ask me first. Has one ever? No, I've okay. I've never. I know women who have been asked though, and um, I know I have male friends who have asked you know women 
But for me, I think it's all based off of vibe, right? Like there's a feeling you can kind of, you know, maybe like touch the hand first, right? Like hold the hand, like, you know, and then you can kind of, like if she pulls away, then it's kind of like, well, maybe I probably shouldn't try to kiss her, right? Like right. there are just little things that snuggle up next to her, you know, stuff like that. Like there are little tiny things that you can do to kind of, as Andy said, read the room. Uh, Bergman, where are you at on this one? So I think it depends on the situation and what's going on, but I always ask. And it's not like a whole drawn out situation where it's like, so I'm really enjoying what's going on. I'd really like to kiss you. What do you think about that? It's more of just like it's in the moment as the date's ending. So how how do you execute the ask? The ask is just, can I kiss you? That's it. That's it? It does seem weird. But, Greg, I don't think you're crazy. Because if if she doesn't want you to, (laughs) especially in 2022. Yes, exactly. Um. I could very easily see if you if you tried to kiss somebody who was not interested in Florida and you just misread the room, then you get accused of being like you get me tooed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it could be. Well, really then bad. how do you react? Like that that just makes it so awkward, though. Too. I right? agree with you. Like, but, but I think awkward might be necessary like, in this day and, and age. And then if she says no, then what what do you do? Then you, you don't say, you, say, you okay. don't kiss her. You yeah. just go, you say, well, okay, okay no, and no, then Amanda, you yeah. continue no, on? Here's, yes. Here's the, th- here's the things. You're, say no to this. Man, I have been looking at you all night, and I really <laughs> want to kiss you. What do you think? No. Wow, am I glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my life. Well, see, exactly. Yeah, like, I mean, you, can they, do, you can do it that way, too. I mean, yeah. that, oh. Man, I really want to kiss you. there's a nicer way to do that. Well, no, I was thinking <laughs> that about no that, too. That was Yeah, well, I don't know, because I've not been asked and been in that situation to say no, right? Like, right. I don't know how I would respond. I guess if I wasn't into the guy and he asked me, I guess it'd be like, um, sorry, not right now. Uh, Jorge, what do you think? All right, so check this out. This is, I, I did this on Brenda. So okay. I said, I bet you 20 bucks that I can kiss you without touching your lips. And I handed her the 20 and went for the kiss. <laughs> she lost. I lost the bet. Oh, that's good. Uh, exactly. That's, that's, that's not good. bad. <laughs> Once she you. agrees to it, then it's then you have the consent at that point because and, she agreed yeah. to it. And she got 20 bucks out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So, uh, Greg, I got something for you. Oh, boy. You're going to think I am making this up. As a matter of fact, this You're was a big in, liar. So this know. was inspired by something made up. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's a new TV show on the Learning Channel called Milf Manor. Oh no! All right. <laughs> and the idea oh, is <laughs> yes, moms in their 40s, 50s, maybe 60s. Man in their 20s and 30s hooking up. And Greg, I knew you might not believe me. So here not. is the trailer from the Learning Channel. This is not. The Learning Channel? This it goes is to the Learning Channel. This is not, I swear, this is not made up. This is 100% a show that's going to air on the Learning Channel. Here's the trailer. Life has given me some curveballs. I think it's my time to find love. I was married for 14 years. I want to get a chance to do me a little. Young men have much more energy. They think out of the box. I want that. Especially in the bedroom. (laughs) I am in this amazing, beautiful mansion here in Mexico. This is a perfect place to find love. Welcome to the villa. You're about to embark on a dating experience like none other. Let's go! I have an extremely high libido. Is that too much saying I have an extremely high libido? Should I just have said high libido? Ah. 
Where's all the menace? I'm ready to connect with somebody who doesn't really care how old I am. I'm just looking to have fun. Here we go. What the hell? It just got real. All right, that is the trailer, Greg, for Milf Manor. Okay. As you know, I'm a very connected individual in this town. I have my own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm one of Hollywood's big guns. Big guns, yeah, that's right. If, if I can get you on Milf Manor, that you can be one of the young men courting the older, sex-starved women, (laughs) are you in or out? So here's here's the problem. So- just because you are a MILF, which is a mom you'd like to have fun with. Um, very, very G-rated version of that. Ex- very ex- well Exactly. Done. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, that doesn't mean that they're heiresses. Now, if this was heiress manor, I'd be more inclined to say well, they yes. they have to have some money. They've been... Well, why do they have to have money? Because... It doesn't say anything. It just says that they want to have fun. Hmm. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> But that's not what we're in okay. this for, John. I thought you and I were on in, in cahoots here. No, we we're are. We're looking for the for the heiress. Well, I figured that if the woman has been around and she's in her 40s and 50s, Andy, she's going to have a little bit of a portfolio, no? Not necessarily. I mean, thank you. you. This is where you need to remove yourself from Manhattan Beach, <laughs> John. Like <laughs> you can, See, all you can live. Women- you well, can live to forty and fifty, accumulating nothing. <laughs> like, you, know, you know how they. <laughs> you know how wi- you know how women insult women in Manhattan Beach uh, if they're getting divorced or if they break up. I'd say, hey, whatever happened to that girl, uh, Laura? You know, and uh, Lisa will look at me and she'll go, she's in a condo in Redondo. If you get sent to a condo wow. in Redondo, that means you've, you've been exiled. A, you've been exiled out wow. of the Manhattan Beach city limits, but you still have a condo in Redondo. No, look, it's, that's a lot better than you know a one a studio apartment in North Hollywood or wherever Bergman's living. Keep burying you know? yourself, John. Keep hey, why, why you got to hate on where I live, John? Okay. No, no, but no. he actually has a two bedroom. Okay, it's a three bedroom. Oh, oh, very oh three. Hey, sorry. Three. Thank oh. you very much. But, <laughs> but, but Amanda, he's got freeloaders living with him, so all those bedrooms are spoken for. Wow, they are all. Called your friends freeloaders. <laughs> no, they are. Have They're you heard wonderful the, people. Have you oh, heard I this know. arrangement? I, I do. They've been living with. Greg I thought he meant Riley. <laughs> no, not his child. His Riley's not a freeloader. Child That's what is I not. No, Riley. Riley has her own room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The freeloaders took the other room. It's true. Um, okay, but here's the thing. I want to ask you guys about something. This idea, and I'm not making this up, for Milf Manor, <laughs> is a blatant ripoff from a joke. On 30 Rock, all right? I pulled it up. This was an act. If I'm 30 Rock, if I'm the writers on 30 Rock, I'm coming after Milf Manor for a cut of this show. Listen to the, this actually aired on 30 Rock like 15 years ago. Hit it, Jorge. Coming up on the season finale of Milf Island. Holy hot mamas. But who will be the final mommy you'd like to Oh, you know. I came here to be number one. Coming up next here on NBC. You guys going to do any work today? or Zip it. Milf Island is on. Oh. 20 milfs, 58th grade boys, no rules. <laughs> and tonight, one winner. Welcome to Milf Island. Oh, right. oh, you suck. <laughs> okay. This show is the so worst. That show. I remember that episode. <laughs> that show was pitched yeah. on 30 Rock. Yep. 
Are, do they not have ownership of intellectual property for MILF Manor? Uh, there's always a chance they went to the people from 30 Rock and said, do we have your blessing to make this a reality? I, I would need to hear that. I, I think if not, 30 Rock has a has a strong case. Come after it, Tina Fey. I mean, I it, it seems to me that that is a blatant ripoff, even though the, the 30 Rock <laughs> thing was there's a no joke. There's no seems to be, John. I mean, unless you consider the transition from an island to a manor making it different enough, it's clearly a ripoff. Um, yeah, I, it just seems to me that that somebody needs to get paid. Tina Fey, she created uh, 30 Rock. Yeah, I it makes no sense to me. All right, come on. Uh, there's a term being thrown around out there, and it's because I'm not young and hip that I don't know what it means. I'll ask you if you know what it means uh, coming up next. Mason in Ireland. Uh, Andy Kamenetsky's in for Mace, ESPN LA.